Hello again, everybody. Thanks for tuning into LJN Radio and one of our newer podcasts called You Do What? Of course, on this show, we look to the non-traditional positions. Maybe it's a job that's a little more fun than the average one. Or in the case of this specific episode, maybe a little gross for some of you listeners out there. This is actually part two of You Do What? I'm a pest control expert. We've been talking with our expert guest, Jim Fredericks, who is the chief entomologist and director of technical services at the National Pest Management Association. So we pick up the conversation talking a little bit about the worst pests you could have in your home or business, as well as what Jim enjoys the most about this career. So for you yourself, I guess it would have been earlier in your career, possibly. I mean, did you have any one of those sort of scariest moments? Maybe it was with some sort of pest or, or some other sort of incident that might have occurred? Sure. Well, you know what? It's funny because um, I uh, don't really like snakes, I'll admit. All right. And uh, I, was, I was at a customer. I remember this like it was yesterday. I was at a client's house, um, a very nice woman. And she asked me to go into her crawl space underneath the home. Uh, to check to see if there was any mouse activity. So I said, no problem. I, I crawled in with my trusty flashlight, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see any signs of mice, and I had crawled all the way to the back of the crawl space. Mm-hmm. And um, on my way back out, I picked up in my flashlight a large black snake. And this, you know, <laughs> it probably was two or three feet long, but it, it could have been an anaconda, right? It was, it, and so here I was, you know, in this kind of close quarters, in the dark with my flashlight, with nothing uh, between me and the exit but this big snake. And so after a few minutes, I, I coaxed it into, you know, getting out of my way. And so I ran up to see the client and I told her, I said, there's no sign of mice, but you have a, you have a snake problem in, in your crawl space. And she said, oh, yeah, I know about that snake. He's the one that's controlling the mice. <laughs> nice. So it was my scariest moment, but uh, uh, it, you know, to that woman, uh, she kind of understood the the circle of life, so right, to speak, right. and, and and didn't mind having that snake controlling her mice. That's a good point, and you, you know, you bring that up there. I'll, I'll ask that. How do you know the difference between when it's a pest and when it's actually helping? You hear that about spiders too, where it's you know they they kind of control other bug infestations potentially. And what is sort of the balance there? How do you figure that out if, say, you're a homeowner and, and you have something going on like that? It's a really good question. And, and, you know, the definition of a pest is, you know, is one person's pest may be another person's uh, not a pest at all. So um, in most cases, it's pretty easy to tell the difference because, after all, even the, mo- the most common uh, pests in the United States are, are nuisance ants. Okay. And some folks can probably tolerate a higher level of ants than others. But for the most part, once, once ants or any other pest starts to infest food, there's no doubt that it's a pest. Sure. You know, even with, uh, you know, obviously, you know, bees are, an important, are important pollinators. Mm-hmm. And so for the most part, unless, you know, uh, hornets or wasps are threatening the folks that are working or living and playing in and around a structure, they wouldn't be considered a pest, but it's really very easy to tell the difference because um, as soon as as soon as people's uh, quality of life or their homes uh, are threatened by these pests, for instance, termites do five billion dollars a year in damage wow. um, uh, to structures in the United States, and so um, you know termites uh, are never a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they are. I shouldn't say that because they are. If they're out in the forest, they're 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 recycling and that sort of thing. Uh, but in a home, it's, right. it's usually pretty cut and dry. 
And that brings us to another question I had. I mean, is there a certain pest that is considered like just the worst? I mean, or, or maybe a few that you say, you know, if, if this is your problem, it's it's extremely serious. I mean, it sounds like termites would definitely be up there. Are there other ones that you would say are, are really one you would not want in your home more than others? Sure. Termites I mentioned, and, and I mentioned about, uh, you know, uh, wasps and hornets, right. obviously. Uh, the one that's always on top of mind right now are bed bugs. Sure. Um, we mm-hmm. hear a lot about bed bugs, and bed bugs have actually been on the rise over the past uh, 10 or 12 years uh, in the United States and, and worldwide. And even though bed bugs are not known to transmit any diseases or pathogens to humans, um, their bites certainly result in, in itching and, and quality of life issues. And so most people will not tolerate bed bugs in their home. And so that's probably one of the worst pests that folks are dealing with right now. But we also have to keep in mind things that are, you know, the traditional pests like house mice. Mm -hmm. House mice to some may seem like a cute addition to the house and maybe gives it, you know, the old farmhouse a little bit of character. But in fact, house mice uh, uh, are responsible for, many people are actually allergic to to house, house mice as well as cockroaches, and and so their uh, you know cockroaches and house mice can actually contribute to allergic reactions and, and asthma, hmm. uh, and so there there aren't a whole lot of pests that are very good, um, but I think that if I were to name t- a top five, I would say termites, bees, wasps, and hornets, bed bugs, house mice, and cockroaches. Sure. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the, the allergic side of it. I, I never, I guess, really have heard that or thought of that being a part of it. You think of sort of the, uh, you know, maybe the feces and, as you said, maybe contaminating food and that sort of thing. But I never thought of the allergy side of things. Is that something that comes up often that you, you end up seeing a lot? Well, it's, you know, there's been a lot of research on this, on that particular topic and how um, cockroaches and house mice actually contribute to asthma and allergies. Right. There's actually been some uh, some research uh, out of Johns Hopkins uh, in Baltimore that showed that the incidence of asthma and allergies in inner city children hmm. is higher, and that's correlated with higher uh, likelihoods of being infested with uh, some of these pests. Um, and so asthma and allergies is really important, and we, we often think about pests as being nuisances. Um, but in fact, there are um, some real kind of public health implications to the kind of work that pest management professionals do. A good example would be uh, mosquito control. Sure. One of the, the services that many uh, pest management firms will provide is, uh, is backyard mosquito control. And so when we hear in the news about West Nile virus and, and these types of things, helping folks to reduce the number of mosquitoes in their yard and thereby reducing the number of bites that they might receive. Um, actually can can have a public health uh, effect and which is, you know, can really make you feel great about the work that you do. Oh, I definitely can see that. And we actually just had an epidemiologist on recently. Do you guys get to a point where you're working with them or giving them information at all? Some of the, uh, some pest management firms have teamed up with, um, say, the CDC sure. or, uh, or, or even local public health departments to work in tandem. And so the, that those opportunities arise and, uh, and, and, and firms are happy to help out. You know, obviously all the stuff we've talked about, you, you have plenty of experience and you talked a little bit early on about uh, how you sort of fell into, you know, getting into this profession and wanting to do it. Is there something in particular that you really just love most about the job? I mean, whether it be 
you know, a research side of things or, or that problem solving aspect? And what part really sort of gets you going, keeps you excited every day for your position and for your profession, really? One of the things that I like, I have the opportunity now working with the National Pest Management Association uh, to to talk to people about pest problems and to talk to technicians and train technicians about uh, pest management techniques and, and that sort of thing. But I think before I was in this position, when I was actually doing the work of a pest management professional, um, solving pest problems was really uh, what, I, what I liked the best, you know, mm-hmm. trying to help a client to identify what the underlying deficiencies in the structure were that may be leading to the pest problem. Um, you know, a great example is there, there's a pest called a forid fly. And, uh, and the forid flies like to breed in uh, contaminated soil that's been contaminated with organic matter. Um, and they often will be found around drains. Um, in this particular structure, we couldn't get control. And what I then hypothesized was that somewhere along this uh, drain pipe uh, was a crack. And, uh, and so we had a plumber come in and take a look uh, uh, with a camera and found a crack in the, in the pipe that was leading to leaking underneath the slab. Hmm. Once they repaired that, removed the soil, the pest problem went away. Okay. Um, and so, so um, you know, that's probably the thing that, that I like most. And, you know, and, then, and having that satisfaction of, uh, of knowing that you help someone out and, and deal with their, their problem is, is probably some of the most rewarding things. And you're definitely, all the things you've been talking about is, is leaning towards uh, dispelling some of those myths that we talked about earlier in those TV and movie characters that we'll see because it's, it's obviously more than just going out there and you know, spraying something or taking an animal out. Uh, so definitely, I definitely appreciate hearing all these different stories and the ways that you guys go about doing your work because I, I think it does, it does help people get an understanding and perspective of what's going on. Sure. Sure. We're getting a little low on time here, but I'm sure people listening, and we do this with all of our, uh, all of our industries and jobs, uh, you know, they wonder financially, is it beneficial? Is there, you mentioned there is obviously a lot of room for growth when you get into the profession itself. Uh, can you give maybe the listeners a ballpark of what you're looking at uh, when you're talking about pay or salary, maybe as you move up the scale a little bit? You know, again, I understand it's going to vary from place to place, that sort of thing, but just to give the listeners a, a little bit of an idea of what they would be getting into. Sure, absolutely, and and you're right. It does it does vary from from place to place, but you know, on average, an entry level position, um, you probably uh, you know in the ballpark of around you know thirty to thirty five thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. uh, with some of the highest paid technicians making upwards to seventy five or eighty thousand dollars a year. Management, obviously, as you move through the ranks, uh, folks can be paid even more, and so it can be. I think it's a you know. Uh, can can certainly be a um, financially beneficial type position uh, with lots of room for growth. And it definitely sounds like jobs are uh, going to be there quite a bit. So it sounds it sounds like if this if you're not sure what you want to do or you enjoy that side of things, it, it definitely is a place that people can make a good living off of. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And uh, and I think you know, in, in addition to you know just the financial rewards of a position like this, there's also the satisfaction of of helping folks out, oftentimes in in emotional situations, because no one likes it if there's cockroaches in the kitchen or there's, you know, flies, uh, uh, flies in the in, in the restaurant, and so uh, these are ways that we can really feel like we're making a difference. Sure. Well, before we wrap up, I and mean, is there anything else you wanted to share um, with the people who are maybe looking into this area, or maybe you've piqued their interest a little bit, that you know, just something you want them to know or they should know as they head into it, or at least they they look into this profession a little bit. Yeah, I think you know it's 
this is a this is a career. It's not an easy job, but it can be lots of fun. Um, and if you like helping people and you aren't afraid of you know getting your hands dirty and 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 you aren't afraid of bugs, then then I think it could be the type of uh, the type of position that that would be that would be great to consider. You know, for to get an idea and to, to find out a little bit more about our industry, folks can always visit our website, which is pestworld.org. Uh, and there you'll learn a little bit more about the the insects that we're dealing with and the kind of work that we do. Great. That's a perfect way to wrap things up here on our show, You Do What, here on LJN Radio. Of course, we've been discussing the idea of pest control and the professionals in that industry, and really some particulars about the job as well. Our expert guest has been Jim Fredericks, the Chief Entomologist and Director of Technical Services for the National Pest Management Association. Thanks again for your experience perspective today, Jim. We do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tim. It was fun. Of course, we want you, the listeners, as well, to send us any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts. It could be a topic on job searching, or maybe you're interested in another type of industry or job to hear about. Just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You've been listening to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everyone.